Welcome back, everybody. We are already at week four of the Rice Dynasty Season 3 podcast. Season 3 has been off to an incredible start. Last week, we told you how competitive this league is, and the closest game was 30 points. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are not good analysts, clearly. We clearly have no (laughs) clue what we're talking about. So this week, we decided we need a little help. This is the first time in the history of the podcast everybody is on it. Every Every single single owner is on this podcast. It's going to be incredible. We have just wait. Just wait. You're probably listening to this thinking, wait a second, I'm not on it. But don't worry, you are. We found a way. (laughs) Everybody is here. Yep, this is the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate of podcasts, is what it's been called. So, I am so Hi. excited to hear from everybody with all the questions we have for them <laughs> on their teams. But before we get to that, John, it is time. You know how we always start this. People are always waiting. Tuesday nights, they're just sitting there like, oh god, where am I ranked? Time for the power <laughs> rankings. Well, Alex, you don't have to wait too long. You are number 10, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, Alex. Woo. Um, not much to say about your team this week, Alex. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I mean, you got Nick Foles now, who I think played less game than Mitch Trubisky, but still scored more fantasy points than him. Impressive. So that might be a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that... Lazard popped off on your bench, which I I did not expect, um, to say the least. He had he's had a week of sixteen and a week of twenty-three, which is kinda kinda weird. <laughs> um Keenan Allen had a good game, but your team is still bad. There you go. Summed it up. Alex, you are also number ten for me, but Again, I'm going to try to be positive with you here. Okay, do it. Congratulations, Alex. You were not the lowest scoring team in the league this week. Uh That would be somebody else. You outscored the lowest scoring team in the league. So congratulations. You scored 73 points. That's not very good. Um, A lot of teams doubled that at least. Um, So no, not good. But not the worst. But you're still mm-hmm. worst in our hearts. You're number 10. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't do the worst this week, I guess. Um, number nine for me is the 2008 Lions, Charlie Sears. <laughs> Great name. Um, which, yeah, fantastic name. I love the branding. Uh, which, this wasn't that bad of a week for Charlie. Um, he would have had a, he would have uh, had about 20 more points if I, if we didn't adamantly tell him to play Matt Ryan to the point where he, <laughs> Decided to, and apparently Matt Ryan said, okay, I'll have a bad game. I'll do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, if Drew Brees was in, he would have had 20 more points. Rex Burkhead sitting on his bench with three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, not I guess not the worst week. Anthony Miller looked alive, too. I mean, it looks like with Nick, Nick Foles that these Chicago wide receivers should have some more value. Chris Godwin looked good until he got injured. 
Um, even Sonia Michelle put up 15 points somehow while Rex Burkett had 30. So overall, not too bad of a week for Charlie. Um, but I do think this makes things a little bit more confusing for him at this point. Does he trade for next year or does he start trading to try to become a contender again this year? Um, he is 0-3. Uh, his team looked a little better this week. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do next for Charlie. He's still at 9 for me. Uh, but a better week. I'll make this pretty simple. If Chris Godwin didn't get hurt and you sat here and you thought you were a contender still, great, go for it. What are you going to trade, though? I mean, look at this bench. Like, Are you telling me you're going to expect 117 yards on nine carries out of Sony Michelle? Like, maybe someone <laughs> else will trade for him. I don't want anything to do with him. T.Y. Hilton is dead. I mean, he's just terrible, but you don't have anyone better to start. Go ahead and plug in Rex Burkhead next week. See how it goes. <laughs> Tell, let me know how that goes. Um, Charlie, I'm sorry. Like With uh, Chris Godwin going down, I think the trajectory of your team is very clear. I think it's time to rebuild a little bit. See what you can get out of some of these pieces. Keep your core together. Um, I know you've thought about this uh i'm gonna tell you keep chris godwin because he's only 24 years old i know someone else on this show doesn't want you to do that but um (laughs) i mean i would say if you have people under 25 years old that are still stars i would keep them because you can quickly rebuild this this isn't going to be a two-year or you know 10-year project like alex this is going to be a couple years and you could be back if not just next year because you did win the championship last year so you see how quickly this goes but you're nine yeah I mean, you still got Saquon's in there on your team, so uh, for, obviously for he's year. not here for. Yeah, he's not here for now. But you got Saquon next year, right. so maybe maybe you sell Drake this year. You you're not going to use Drake, and I do think Drake will step up a bit. Like maybe you sell Drake this year. You're not going to need him this year. Someone else is gonna. That's that's the piece um, I would sell if I was Charlie. I agree with you. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I am trying to trade Charlie, but I don't really need a running back, so. I don't really want to go for Drake that bad. And I don't mean to call you out for Chris Godwin, because obviously if you make the right deal, you should get him. But yeah, yeah. Just um that's not I wouldn't do that if I was Charlie, because he's twenty four years old. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. it's it's a tough choice. It depends what he wants to do. But he won't listen to um, us because we'll he, he told us he doesn't like us. He'll do what he wants. Right, exactly. Yeah, he'll do what he wants. Yeah. All Which right. is what you're supposed to do. You don't I don't yeah. want people to just sit here and listen to this and be like, that's what I'm gonna do next. Right. They told me to. I agree. We're just so. kind of giving our opinions on it. Yeah. And, uh but yeah, Charlie clearly a good owner. He he made moves last year to win, so he'll he'll figure out what to do. We'll hear from mm-hmm. him later. <laughs> uh who's um, number eight for you? Number eight for me this week is Grant after a little bit of a shaky week, mm-hmm. um, but we're still so close in all these all these all these teams here. It hasn't changed for me. Um, I, I did move him down a little bit here. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, just a little bit, a little bit of a rougher week, rougher week. I think a good amount of it comes from his flex starts, but honestly, the people he would have started instead didn't do much better. Um, He had Zach Moss out this week, which sucked. Um, But yeah, it it was just a little bit of a rough week. David Johnson scored a touchdown, but he's he's still not getting yards, so that that doesn't look promising to me. Uh, But hopefully once Houston plays some easier opponents, he'll actually start doing things. Uh, yeah, having to start Deshaun Jackson isn't great either. So I think this week kind of maybe come down to earth on his depth a little bit and realize, okay, yeah, he doesn't have 
that much depth. And he's kind of been, I mean, especially in his last game, he was just absolutely carried by Aaron Jones um, and Aaron Rodgers and those players. So uh, I got Grant here for now. I've got the same. Uh, Grant was not a Monday loser this week. He was a Sunday loser. He did not have to worry about Monday night football. It didn't make much of a difference for him. Um, no, I, I don't hate his team. I think he's just suffering because his two best receivers are out. A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel are kind of the foundation of what is um, a pretty young team at that position. Like wide receiver is young for him. Um, Deontay Johnson is another guy that who's, who's been great at the beginning, but he, he got a concussion at the very beginning of the game. Nothing he can really do or anticipate about that. Um, that makes Deshaun Jackson one of his top guys, and that's tough because he's just he's always really spotty. Um, he he's always hurt. Like um, I, I see the point of moving Edelman into the lineup as well as Nikhil Harry. Um, he's got another guy who's always kind of up in the air, Devontae Parker. So. Kind of like you said, there's it's it, it's a tough choice who to go with every week. You know, he's got pieces that can be put together to win games, but for right now, he doesn't have any solid consistency, so he's number eight. Yeah, I think I would be singing. Edelman could have easily. I think Edelman's a good start for now. Agreed. Uh, I think Edelman mm-hmm. just had it. it. The Patriots just they were all about run game this week, clearly. So, yeah. um, a little bit of an off game for Edelman. Um, number seven for me is a man who just got his first win, Nick. Okay. Um, yeah, I think he, he he did well this week. He finally got his first win. He's one and two. Um, I think maybe I'm biased towards ranking him lower, seeing that Jets logo every time, Michael. I, th- <laughs> I think it gets me. Uh, but, I, my God, Tyler Lockett, I think, th- three touchdowns, 100 yards. Fantastic game for the man, obviously. But I am really confident... Uh, and anyone on the Seahawks offense this year is is it's going to be great. Lockett, DK Metcalf, great to own. Great, great, great to own this year, in my opinion. But if Seattle keeps doing what they're doing, like, my God, they might just owning any Seattle player might get you a win this year, which is great. James Conner looked great for the second week in a row. Kareem Hunt still looking good, despite Nick Chubb um, fighting with him in that backfield. Uh, some great positives here. Uh, and he's still super close with these people ahead of him in the power rankings. So, yeah, um, that's all I got. Nick's for Nick's seven for you. Uh, I've got Tom at seven, uh, coming off the lowest scoring week. Um, <laughs> so it's hard not to change him from last week. It's hard to move him up when he had the lowest mm-hmm. scoring week. Makes I had him sense. seven last <laughs> week. Um, I mean, it comes down to this for Tom. He's got Michael Thomas hurt. DJ Chark didn't play. Um, hopefully those guys will be back this week and that'll make a big difference for them. So I couldn't move them down. Um, John U. Smith is still great. He's the number two or number one tight end in fantasy. So I, I think he's the guy you play. Uh, Calvin Ridley didn't score a touchdown, but he had 110 yards on five catches. Like that's insane. <laughs> like Calvin Ridley is the best receiver God. in fantasy right now. Um, he's here. He's here. And now you're going to get Michael Thomas back, who was the number one last week. He's got to fix the running back problem. I think that's his biggest uh, his biggest need at the moment. So, yeah, I have him in here for now, um, but definite room to improve. I think Joe Burrow is – I think he's going to take over the starting role on his team. He's looked better every week, and he's hitting 300 yards passing. So I think it's time for Burrow to step in. Yeah, it definitely might be time for Burrow. 
Uh, Tom's my number six, so I can just pick up, pick pick it back up right there. Yeah, I, definitely an off week for Tom, but I I don't think this will continue. Um, I think it was a rough week. Obviously, you'll get Michael Thomas back. Definitely a rough running back situation. It's very early to say, but I am still not liking that Swift pick. Like I don't know. It's I just don't like the Lions though. Um, and there's too many. I think especially after they picked up Adrian Peterson, it just for this year at least Swift seems like a like it's going to be rough if you're going to have to play him. Um, but I do have a plethora of running backs, Tom. If you uh, want to give me a wide receiver. <laughs> Exactly. Um, now I think Tom is, yeah, he's kind of in that boat where he might need to pull the trigger on something here. Um, a guy like a Miles Gaskin would be an excellent plug. You know, a young running back who's getting a lot of touches. Um, somebody who is going to put up a solid ten points a week at least. That's a. That's what a about good. a Daryl Henderson, dude? Ooh, he, he has, that's a nice little he has, player. Uh, he has acres, right? He needs he needs uh, the compliment to. If Akers is just going to be taken over by Henderson here, you might as well take Henderson. Yeah, but why take a running back who you know is going to get eventually replaced? Similar to Ooh. my Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins strategy of not trading for Mark Ingram anymore. But will Henderson get replaced? Mark Ingram's an old man. Yeah, Henderson is. Just, this is his second year. Yeah, He's just, basically a rookie. Yeah, they just used a second round <laughs> pick on a running back. They they said where they wanted to go with this. It's very clear. Ooh. Cam Akers is the guy they want to go with. So. I wouldn't. I, I, Henderson's not going to last. He's just not going to last. Yeah, that's what they all say. Until Henderson's <laughs> popping off on my team all sixteen weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let Tom make his own choice there. Uh, we both obviously have a little bit of depth at that position. Um, number six for me is not tanking. Apparently, um, Nick. He's he's here. He got his first win. 131 points without a very good game out of Lamar Jackson. As we all predicted all season that he would score a bunch Mm -hmm. of points without Lamar doing well. Um, So, uh, impressed. Um, I think Todd Gurley turned out better for him than I expected. I think he's going to be middle of the pack RB2 all season. Very solid player. Um, I think Melvin Gordon will kind of turn this around. I think the game script against Tampa Bay was just so bad because they were down the whole game. And it's like, eh, what do we do? We can't hand it off when we're down 18 points in the third quarter. So, um, mm-hmm. But Tyler Rocket is here because you just throw it up <laughs> to him and he goes and gets it. Three touchdowns in the first mm-hmm. half. Reminiscent of a Mike Evans game last year where he had three touchdowns in the first half and then none in the second half. Like absolutely <laughs> nothing. Yeah, Lockett, kind of the same thing. At like 30 points at halftime, and you're like, oh my God, he's going for like 50. And he scored 30 <laughs> nah, points. He's done. He's done. He's, he's tied. He's like, uh, it's Metcalf's turn. I'll, I'll, I'll sit down. You're right. Um, oh, dude, did you see that play with Metcalf where he got the long ball and then got hit out from behind? No, I didn't. Oh, he, he got it. He caught this like long 60 yard pass. He's like, he's like literally a yard from the end zone. He's just walking with it, puts the ball out, and the defender oh, yeah, hits no, him I from behind. Oh. Yeah, I saw it. Holy shit. Classic. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Classic DK yep. Metcalf. That was amazing. Yep. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, that was great. It was like Deshaun that Jackson when he used to drop the ball at the one. 
Yep. <laughs> uh, but no, Nick Nick's done very good um, this week. Kareem Hunt and James Conner are very solid flexes for him. So, you know, even though like you say Gordon, Gurley, Connor, and Hunt, like, is that the best running back room? No, but it, at least one or two of them are going to pop every week, like yeah. you've seen. Um, every week, people say like, "Oh, Hunt's gonna something's gonna happen. He's not going to score touchdowns," but he, he's always putting up points. He just they use both running backs. It's really strange, mm-hmm. and you don't see that very much. So, um, I think Nick's team is really kind of coming together finally this is what we kind of anticipated his team would look like the tight end position that's what i uh, that's the last thing i'll say on his team it's got to be addressed (laughs) um evan ingram's not going to cut it he just he's just not like he's not consistent like you can't play you learned that (laughs) you definitely learned that yourself i learned that pretty quick i don't like evan ingram as much anymore the giants it's just the giants it's not him as a player it's just the giants are that bad but Anyway, uh, Nick is six, but he he's right there on the border of the top tier. Nice. Um, I have Quinn at five again. Let's have Quinn at five every week, Michael. That's a, I'd nonstop have Quinn at five. Uh, obviously, it's still a great week. He's facing me, and I absolutely popped with the second most this week. Um, Russell Wilson, 52 points. Yeah, that guy's good. Eckler, 27 points. Like, come on. People still ranking this guy out of outside of the top 10 running backs. I, I'm sick of it, Michael. I'm just sick of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so good. Now that now that Herbert's in, like it's clear it's clear he needed Herbert to come in. Uh, and he's looking great. Um Yeah, besides that, uh Quinn obviously had a big injury this week with Mostert out. Scoring 124 with him out is great. Um, I think even didn't Chris Carson get injured at some point too? Yeah, he, he sprained his knee, but it looks like he'll be okay. Yeah, he'll be good. Um, but yeah, I, <clears throat> good week from Quinn. Um, I'm a little worried about Marquise Brown as a Marquise Brown owner in another league, um, which is sad. But yeah, besides that, I'm I'm here for Quinn this year, honestly. And it, it, this was supposed to be an off week, and he still scored 124, mainly because Russell Wilson's insane. The guy's so good. Mr. Unlimited. Russell Wilson has led Quinn to a number five spot in my power rankings as well. Um, I think there is a tier separation. There is the middle group, which is kind of Grant, Tom, and Nick. There is Charlie and Alex kind of towards the bottom. I think Charlie's probably still, he's kind of right there, but he might be a little ahead of Alex there. And then there is the Quinn tier and the elite tier. And Quinn is in his own own tier. tier. He has his own tier. I think he's better than that other group um, because he just needs to get healthy right now. Um, I think Mm -hmm. his team is really good. Um, I think Russell Wilson and Chris Carson combo is lethal. I would say I would be worried that uh, Wilson is out, but he's got Carlos Hyde, so just plug and fill. Like that's mm-hmm. the way to go. So he'll be okay. Um, I'm a, I hope Raheem Mostert comes back. Um, it sounds like he is hopeful to come back this week, which would be great for his team because he kind of needs him. Um, positive for Quinn's team: Hunter Renfro and T. Higgins both had really T. nice Higgins. weeks. Um, 
I was shocked that T. Higgins fell to Quinn at the 13th pick, but T. Higgins kind of looked good. He looks like uh, a guy that Joe Burrow is going to target in the red zone. He's a big body, and that's really nice to see out of a team that could use a little more depth. Um, so, yeah, I've got Quinn at five. I just, I've been impressed with him all year. Yeah, Renfro finally got his targets, too. About time. Oh, nine targets, finally. Jeez. Unlock this oh, man. Unlock Hunter Seriously. Renfro. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, Higby was not as unlocked this week, unfortunately. But the Bills are just so good. You can't. You can't worry about you that. You can't expect Yeah, it. the Bill's too yeah. good. Too good. All right. Well, oh, here we go. This is, as you call it, the top tier. This These four, which I th- are are rearranged to do a different order every single week, mm-hmm. uh, for me at least. Um, and it's it's this one is like almost completely based off of last week's performance for me. So uh, number four, Chris has dropped all the way down. Wow. Um, and I have to go just just based off the times right now, to be honest, um, with, with McCaffrey out. I'm a, I'm a little more weary on this team. But that is to say Mike Davis still did fantastic. Um, he didn't play him. No. He played David Montgomery, mm-hmm. who did not look good. Not a good call. Yeah, apparently not a good call. I yeah, I I also was on the Montgomery hype train all of a sudden and was like, yeah, Montgomery he looked good last week, so I probably would have started him too. But yeah, no, and you were facing Alex, so I I probably would have gone with Montgomery as well and just been like, well, it's a safe bet he did well last week. I don't want to put Mike Davis in and he scores zero because we have no clue how he's going to do. But he ended up doing really well. Even Jeff Wilson, <laughs> so Mostert's out again. Maybe Jeff Wilson's a play too. Okay, um, I'll take take a step back on the Jeff, Jeff Wilson <laughs> hype trade here. Twelve carries, fifteen yards. He is, Peyton Barber. Okay, he is the Peyton Barber of the of the San Francisco backfield. Just start this. Play. Take a step back, and and he's Chris is going to want to really hope that um that Zach Moss is out for a while because Singletary looked great too. Yep. No touchdowns for him, but he 15 13 points, carries yeah. 70, mm-hmm. 71 yards. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 175 yards, young man. Nah, he still sucks. <laughs> oh my God, 175 yards for Justin Jefferson? Remember when I said Jalen Rager I would be was shaking. great? Yeah, I, I told him Jalen Rager is great. Justin Jefferson sucks. And God, I kind of wish I picked Jefferson over Judy at this point, to okay. be honest. Okay, all, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, even I look, God, your bench did very well for how poorly your starting lineup did. Um, so obviously you're still in this, this tier, but I think the three people in front of you um, had a very hot week that may be weary on ranking you a bit higher, Chris. You still like have an insane team, but we all do up top. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's not forget this guy still has the, what is it, um, third highest points for in the league. So, I mean, he's doing okay. All right. No, it's not. Yeah, he's, he's the fourth highest points for. Yeah, it was a bad week. This one bad week got him. Wow, I didn't realize that Quinn is second in points four on the season. Wow, yep. that's crazy. Um, okay. He is fifth. Quinn is fifth max points four, though. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. But yeah, so Chris is third on max points four. Um, I'm going to have the guy who's one in max points four and points four, which is Anthony at my number four. Uh, wow. 
I mean, I'll say it this. Still it, weary on the man. I'm not <laughs> weary on it. It's so close. Like, just... <laughs> he's he's also had tougher matchups than any of us have. Or at least than I have had and that Chris has had. Um, but what can you say? His team just popped. Like, Alvin Kamara, 13 catches, 139 yards, and two touchdowns. This guy plays running back, okay? Can, can, we, can we hand the ball to him a few times, please? Six carries... Like, come on, six six carries and he had 40 fantasy points? He's a running back, guys, come on. Insane, insane. Oh, and then uh, Patrick Mahomes, he did okay. 385 yards, four touchdowns, along with a rushing touchdown. Like, come on. Um, Kenny Galladay, it's like, oh, okay, he's back. He, did he have a great game? Uh, 57 yards, but he had a touchdown. Um, Juju, same kind of thing, 43 yards, but he had a touchdown. Um Hunter Henry looks nice. They just target him so much um, as a tight end. Like so far, he's you know a tight end one. He's averaging about ten points a game. That's kind of all you need out of that position. Um, Diggs looks nice. Um, he added Adrian Peterson. I didn't realize that. I kind of figured everyone in our league would just boycott Adrian Peterson, not pick him up. No. But um, <laughs> and then Tyler Boyd, man, ten catches. 125 yards, not even a touchdown, but you just know this man's coming. Um, yeah, what T. Can, Higgins doesn't replace him. If T. Higgins doesn't <laughs> replace, yeah, that's right. Um, nah, but you know what else is there really to say about this team? Jarek McKinnon looked fine. The one thing I'll say, Leonard Fournette is going to be hit or miss every week. I, I don't think you can really trust him. Lucky for Anthony, his team's too good that he doesn't need him. So Anthony's at four, but he's right there with everybody else. Like I, I could easily happen at one. So yeah, by hit or miss, you literally mean hit or miss. Yeah, as he has scored two twenty-eight three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but you forgot to mention Hayden Hurst with uh, great stats: one yard, one touchdown. All right, I love Fantastic those stats. Title. We'll talk about another guy who has <laughs> stats like that in a little bit. Um. Okay, my number three is Anthony. Okay. So, yeah, I am definitely um, getting a little bit more scared of Anthony every week. I kept him at three this week despite an insanely great week. Mahomes looked like a god against Baltimore. Uh, Chubb looking fantastic. Yeah, this team is scary. He's got the players. Kamara, insane. Like, He's back. Mm-hmm. This is the oh, only yeah. reason why Anthony's team didn't like win the whole thing last year is because Kamara had an off year. And yeah, Kamara's back. Like, my God, he is probably going to be the top running back this year. Um, just so good. He's And with Drew Brees older, he just checks down to him so often. Like, he just, he'll throw it to him um, like crazy. He, he goes to him so much. Yeah, if, if Anthony's going to win... Gold this year, I think it's because Camara, um, and his bench isn't looking bad either. Um, still is like Sutton out too, uh, on his IR and stuff like that. So, yeah, Anthony's team still scary. I face him this week, so yep, gonna be tough. It is. We got some really tough games this week. Um, I have Chris at three. And I agree with what you said about Anthony. His team is very scary. Uh, that's a team no one wants to play any week out of the year. Um, Chris is, of the four teams, probably the one that you would want to play right now with Christian McCaffrey out. 
any other week yeah, when he has his full lineup in, though, you don't want to play him as much as you don't want to play anybody else. Um, the one issue, I guess, I could say about his team, because I think Josh Jacobs is going to be fine. Like, he's playing the Patriots. Like, he, he'll, he'll be fine. Like, it was just kind of game script, again, like a lot of things. Chris has incredible depth. Um, Mark Andrews is starting to scare me a little bit. And it's not because of him. It's because of Lamar Jackson. Because Lamar hasn't looked great the last two weeks throwing the football. And Andrews was kind of this way last year, too. He was either going to score, like, five points or 20. It was never, like, anywhere in the middle. Last two weeks, he scored a combined six points. And it was a little – it's bringing me back to the end of last year when it was, like, three points, 15, 5, 12, 1. Like, that kind of thing, which – any given week, that can really hurt your lineup. It's not the consistency of a guy like a Jonu Smith or Mike Gesicki. You know, these, these great tight ends that you can't compare Mark Andrews to. You know Absolutely. what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, Chris is three. Um, it's because it's of his situation. Yep, agreed. Um, <laughs> I feel like we're so conceited. We both have ourselves as the top two. I know, we're the worst. <laughs> um, I have Michael at number two. Whoa, okay. All right. Very conceited of oh me. Gosh, we have ourselves. <laughs> Never mind. Go um, I have Michael at number two, and it's because I'm so hype about my team mainly. Um, but yeah, I'll talk about Michael's team. I guess I should talk about Oh, that. okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, his team's still great. Dak is here. No doubt about it. Dak is here. Um, carrying this offense again. Tyreek. I, I just, I'm going to stop watching Kansas City Chiefs games because every single time I see Tyreek catch the ball, I cry <laughs> legit because he, he could be on my team right now. And Michael could have uh, Will Fuller or whatever. I don't care, right? You could have Will Fuller. That's how I got Clyde Edwards Alaire, by the way. Oh, yeah, true. Uh-huh. Um,. Yeah, Mike Evans will. Mike Evans didn't have the best week. <laughs> I mean, two yards, two touchdowns. But did he, not did he have yards. a bad week? Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, he will have better weeks going forward, obviously, because Godwin will be uh, injured for a little bit here. Uh, CEH still looking great without scoring touchdowns, um, catching more balls every week. Yeah, it's uh, it's looking good for, for Michael, obviously. He's got a super young team. And, I wish I had Mo Alley Cox as well because I was so excited to pick him up. I was like, I need someone to back up Darren Waller and Goddard, but I didn't get him. I need more tight ends. You know I need more tight ends. No, you don't. You don't. You're fine. I love me some gigantor. You have George Kittle. All right, we'll just pause at George Kittle, and then you're good. Nah, Anyone nah. else has George Kittle, they usually say, yeah, like, yeah, I'll just pick up a scrub to replace him on the bye week. No, I need gigantor. Mo, Mo Alley Cox. <laughs> Gigantor Cox 6'5", 270. This man is a giant, a giant Cox. Um, Okay, (laughs) you're my number two, so I guess I'll talk about you now. Um, What what can we say? Mr. Robinson clearly seduced you, and it worked. James Robinson is here. We were sitting there in the draft. It's like a few picks from the very end. I'm like, John, you should take James Robinson. He's like, yeah, I'm going to. And you did. <laughs> and now here he is, and he is a top five running back. What the hell? How did this happen? <laughs> uh, but any, anybody else could have picked him up, but we were all just like, oh, John and his Jags running backs. That won't pay off. 
And none of the ones yeah. you traded for paid off. It's just James <laughs> no. Robinson. Just the one I drafted. Just right? the one you could have so had anyway. See, I want to brag to Anthony about how he was like, oh, John's an idiot for going into the Jags' backfield. But I kind of am because I could have just <laughs> drafted James Robinson and not done any of these trades and still would have been as good. Yep. But it doesn't matter. You did it. You got it. And let me ask you this. Of all the ones that could have paid off, wouldn't you have taken the rookie? Oh, yeah, definitely. I get yeah, 100%. So If not... I, that or Armstead, because Armstead's super young too. Right, exactly. So best case scenario paid off for you. Um, your team has looked great. Michael Gallup is back. Um, I wasn't too worried about him, but I know some people were. Cooper Cup is fine, as we knew he would be. Like, he's still a great player. Um, and he doesn't even have to start for you. So that's how good your team is. Uh, DJ Moore looks not so great, but... John and I have talked about it. Like, DJ Moore's going to be fine. It's the same thing that Cooper Cup had at the beginning. Like, sometimes game script just goes off and you have an off week. But Allen Robinson, who we were, like, people were saying they were worried about, you know, with only 13 points in the first few weeks, he's fine. He's back. Um, Dalvin Cook looks great. I think he's a top three running back right now. Um, And then, of course, the captain of this team, the now starter of this team, Josh Allen, is here. The number two fantasy quarterback, Josh Allen, who has taken over John's team. The leadership, the intangibles. This man has everything leading the Buffalo Bills and Mr. Robinson seduced me, who will be getting a new <laughs> name, probably not this week, but in a few weeks. So, oh my God, just hearing Josh Allen's name gets me going. Um, this is what I call, this is what I love. Josh Allen is the example of what I love about dynasty league football and why redraft just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me after I've joined this dynasty league Mm -hmm. because I had, I traded for Josh Allen after year one. He was on my bench almost all of last year. I, I knew he was a good fantasy value. Um, and I, I kept him and I thought I might need him eventually. And by the end of the year, I was like, okay, I, it's time. Um, and wow, it is paying off. He's looking great. Um, he's doing super well. He's playing so well. He looks great. So, um, I, I mean, he's had some easier teams. I think the Ram, Rams was his first test, and he still scored 41. Uh, so I'm very much enjoying the Josh Allen show over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I'm my number one. I'm way hype on my team again. Not only did a lot of my starting lineup pop off, but now a lot of my depth is popping off, like Henderson and um, Cup and Gallup, which is making me confident to make some trades, mm-hmm. um, give my depth away for um, another top receiver, which is what I need if Julio Jones is going to fall from the graces this year with everything happening to him around him. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm just hype on my team right now. Honestly, I, I have finally had an enjoyable week of fantasy football. So I had to give myself number one. I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> I have had a few enjoyable weeks. Um, I'll say this, though, about my team, and I think it's a fair thing to say. I'm going to try to be objective here. I have the fewest points allowed, which obviously has nothing to do with how my team is played. But I'm sitting there at 256, which is the lowest in the league by about 30 points. So I am ranking myself number one again. <laughs> But I, I'm not the highest points for, 
In fact, I'm fifth in the league in points scored. But I just think I'm ranking myself here because of my consistency. I've scored you know, 125, 145, and 140. Like that's very consistent. Like it's those are numbers that are hard to beat on a week in week out basis. Basically, your opponent just has to go off on you to beat you. Um, so I have myself number one. I like the depth that I've been able to display without Devonte Adams really the past two weeks without George Kittle pretty much since week one. Um, you know, always having at least somebody out. No Miles Sanders. Um, Mike Evans obviously hurt the first week, so he didn't really play that much. But Mike Evans has uh, had an interesting stat line in two of his three weeks. Week one, <laughs> one catch, one touchdown, two yards. Uh, week <laughs> week three, two catches, two yards, but two touchdowns. You'll love to see it. Um, I mean, I got to keep him in, right? I can't take him out. Yeah. He's going to have yeah. a bust one of these weeks, I'm sure, but maybe without um, – without uh godwin so does every wide receiver right exactly (laughs) um but no i mean i'm liking the yeah antonio gibson has been a nice little person i can plug in um yeah mike gasicki obviously the team captain he's done great uh hopefully george kittle is back this week and he'll be an instant return to the lineup um and then miles gaskin i gotta talk about him for a second i'm excited about this kid 23 years old um, number 21 uh, running back in PPR, which means for us, he's probably in the mid RB2 range, late RB2 range. So not bad. You know, 9, 11, and 14 in three weeks. That's a guy you can plug in if you need somebody. So excited about him. Excited about this team. Um, big week coming up. Yep. Huge week for both of us and for for uh, Anthony and Chris. Mm-hmm. Well, do do we want to get into some interviews here, some press conferences of sorts? It is time with uh, yeah. with you with you all, lovely members of the Rice Dynasty, with of course. Every member of the Rice Dynasty. <laughs> okay, who should start out, John? Oh who, well, it, it looks interview? like we have looks like we have Charlie here with us here. Um, I'll 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 shoot my first question, John George, over here. Uh, first question for you, Charlie. Um, so obviously rough injury to Saquon here out rest of the year this year. It's probably shot at this point. Um, what, what kind of moves is, is your team thinking of making here moves for the future, trade away some of your talent here, get some draft picks, stuff like that. What, what are you thinking over there, Charlie? Well, I want to thank you for having me on this podcast today. Um, I've had a rough season to start, um, as you can see, I have many players on the trade block. Um, I've had Danny Amendola there. I've had uh, Philip Rivers there. I have had Marquise Goodwood there, uh, as well as uh, Rex Burkhead. I have offered these players for the likes of Christian McCaffrey, uh, for guys like DJ Moore. Uh, Royce Freeman is also one of my stars that is on that trade block. Uh, <laughs> But no one seems to be biting on this. I don't understand. Uh, Todd Gurley, Lamar Jackson, these are the players I have tried to trade for with these valuable assets on the trade block. I I don't know what else I can do here. I've done everything in my power. Thank you for having me on. No problem, Charlie. Yeah, I don't don't know what's wrong with people. Uh, Who do we got here next? I I think next we have... 
Tom Meiring taking the podium. Tom, I want to thank you for your time to uh, joining the show. Um, Tom, we have questions here for you on your running back situation. Mark Ingram not looking great. The two rookies you took in the draft so far have not uh, paid off for you. Don't look like they're startable pieces. What are you going to do about that RB2 spot? Well, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to – It's <clears throat> sorry, I have to clear right there. It's kind of hard to say um, how what I'm going to do with this RB2 situation here. Uh, I'm thinking Swift has the swiftest feet in the NFL, so I, I'm thinking I might go with him the rest of the way. Uh, I know you said my rookies aren't panning out exactly, but he just had a bad week. He's good. He's got the swiftest feet in the NFL. I think it was a great pick. Way better than that CAH doofus. Um, but yeah, all I need is Zeke and Minshew. Yeah. Next question. Thank you for your time. Uh, I appreciate you sporting the Gardner Minshew headband during this press conference, Tom. So thank you for your time. We're going to move on to our next um, yeah. our next owner here. Uh, next fantasy okay. manager. Who's up, John? Uh, next up, we have uh, owner of Not Tanking, uh, Nick. Uh, Nick, thanks for joining us here. Um, so I'm kind of seeing some frequent name changes uh, to your team. You're not really being decisive on exactly what you want over there. The GM wants over there. I bet some of the fans are up in arms. They don't know if you're tanking, not tanking. What shirt should they buy? What jerseys should they buy? I, I got to know when you guys are going to nail down a name, a branding choice here nick what are you guys gonna go with well i'll make this very simple if we win we're not gonna be tanking if we lose we might be tanking i uh you know you gotta figure these things out as we continue in the season and uh i'll tell you i I, I just don't know man sometimes i just don't know I don't know which way to go. Uh, I uh, I got these guys that are just doing so many different things, and I just can't figure it out. Uh, you know, Lamar, like, where, what are you doing? Come on, Lamar. So, you know, uh, we'll see which way we go next week. Week to week. Right. Thanks for having right. me. Yeah, no problem, Nick. Uh, clearly not too confident in your players, but that's okay. Uh, who do we got here next, Michael? Wow, Nick was... He was kind of all over the place there. I, I couldn't yeah, really tell yeah. which way he was going to go. Um, yeah, I could tell why he switches so often. Yeah, the team he, he yeah. just really doesn't know which way to go. Um, <laughs> next, we have Alex George stepping to the podium. Mm. I'm surprised he is not wearing a paper bag over his head. But Alex, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and taking the time out of your busy schedule. Um, he just kind of saluted at me. That was nice of him. Um, Alex, how are you going to come back from the situation that your team is in currently? Well, uh, every week we're just kind of going out and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there on Sundays with my brother and my, um, well, well, all my, uh, you know, my parents, Gracie, my dog. Uh, and every week I do think I'm going to drop 200. I promise you that. Uh, every single week I, I come down, I sit down on that couch and I, I think to myself, well, well, uh, I don't know why this isn't the week I can't drop 200. Um, and I, every single time I see carry on Johnson's numbers not going up, I'm scared. I don't understand. Um, every time I see John Marvin Jones doing nothing, I'm like, how? These, these players are so good. My roster is so good. How is nothing happening? 
Um, but yeah, going for Mitch Trubisky, not starting anymore. Nick Foles here. I- I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Uh, next week we will be beating. I don't even know who we're playing, but we're going to beat them. Um, one and three. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Alex. I'm excited to see how you're going to turn this around. I appreciate your time. Um, you're confident. I-, I like that. I like that. He's very confident. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, John, who's next for us tonight? All right. Next up, we do have Grant, um, which is this is the first time we're actually hearing his voice at all. I haven't talked to him, really. So I'm excited to have you on the podcast, Grant. Uh, my question here for you today uh, is, you know, you had two pretty impressive weeks. You have one of um, you have a very high scoring team here um, in comparison to the rest of the bottom of the league. But your points allowed pretty high up. What do you think you have to do to get that first win here in Rice Dynasty, Grant? I don't what's Rice Dynasty again? Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I did I didn't expect this question. That's kind I, of loaded. I, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting this. Um I, I wasn't <laughs> told about this ahead of time. Um wait, so you're telling me I didn't win? I didn't check the app. Did I win or <laughs> I lost, right? Or did I win? You didn't. I, I thought lost. I won. Oh. It wasn't it was on Sunday this time. It was not on Monday, so you lost. Who who did I play this week? You played Michael. Um Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have a maybe we shouldn't have a press conference with you, man. Oh. Alright. Uh kind of sh- I'm gonna check I'm gonna check the app on Thursday, maybe. Uh I'll, I'll, I'll talk <laughs> yeah. to you later. Do that. That's fine. That's fine. Wow. Thanks, Grant. I'm, I'm glad you came. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for so. participating. Kind of. <laughs> Cla- um, classic Grant. Yeah, classic Grant. Um, who's next, John? Um, oh wait, no, no, no. I next. think no. I, I got hey, it. I, I, I'm you seeing. They're, yeah, yeah, they're coming on. Quinn is here. Quinn came. Ugh. He's joined us all the way from Thailand. Quinn, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm so impressed with your team, Quinn. I've been so excited for you. Um, I've met you a few times. It's it's great to have you on. Um, Quinn, how did you come back so strong after losing in the Toilet Bowl finals two years ago? First of all, I just want to say hi to you guys. Hi. I miss, <laughs> miss everyone. I'm in Thailand. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I... I remember being the toilet bowl and it's just, I don't know. It was, it was a bad year. I remember it was pretty bad. Um, and last year it was a little bit better. I do remember it being a little bit better. And then this year, this year, it looks like it's better. It looks like it's even better than last year. So overall, I'm just feeling good about everything. Um, I'm in Thailand. I didn't know if you guys knew that I'm in Thailand and I'm watching. I can. I still can watch football here, um, so don't worry. They, I can watch it sometimes here. It's at a, a weird time, but yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for answering my question, Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate the thorough, in, in-depth response to exactly. He what really I answered it. He answered yeah. it really well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me collect myself here as we as you introduce our next guest. Next guest, we have Chris on the show. Um, wow, Chris, great to hear, see you out here. Rough on him this week. I mean, everyone's asking this question, but McCaffrey out, and you 
You got to choose a new RB2, Chris. You went with Mon- David Montgomery this week. He didn't pan out. I want to know this week who are you going with at RB2? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you ever heard of Ronald Jones? <laughs> uh, yeah, Ronald Jones, that guy. He's good. Let me tell you. That guy's good. Uh, but but let, let's ask. Did, did it really matter? Does it really matter who I choose at my second R- RB? I mean, I don't think it really matters. Mike Davis guy, he's okay. He's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still the best team in the league. I mean, come on, come, come on. Okay, thanks, Chris. Chris Very just humble of you. Chris just walked off the stage after saying that. <laughs> he didn't even yeah. wait for a follow. Didn't say bye. Didn't say bye. Nothing. 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 How rude. My voice cracked a little bit. I was just so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, very surprising i was surprised chris is usually a lot more humble than that classic chris um yep. okay um next up on the stage anthony anthony just high-fived his brother after a great press conference and he's ready to take the stage anthony welcome in thanks for being here um my question is regarding the power rankings do you feel that your team is perpetually underrated and disrespected by this podcast uh, absolutely 100 um, percent this is a travesty to me um, to our program over here uh, I'm the top performing team ever I mean last year you guys were giving me respect at the beginning of the year I saw a bunch of ones um, next to my name but this year I'm seeing nothing Michael you're disrespecting me John you're disrespecting me I know you're putting me a little bit higher than Michael but you're still disrespecting me I'm the number one team in this league um and I will be forever. Thanks. Thanks, Anthony. Um, yep, pretty clear. You just push the podium over. <laughs> wow. The, All right. Um, left. Wow, that's really disrespectful. Um, yeah. I, I guess I uh, will go pick that up. Um, John, <laughs> wait, I think. Wait, you, Michael, what the hell? What is happening? I think. Our next guest is me. Yeah, you're the next guest. Uh, do you have a question? For yourself? I guess I'll ask myself a question. Um, so, uh, you, you had a really good week last week, John. But I think there are two um, points in your starting lineup that are getting kind of concerning this year. And their names are DJ Moore and Joe Mixon. Is it time to bench those two? Maybe put in your uh, your bench players that are doing really well. Cup, Gallup, Henderson. What do you think? Uh, I guess I'll answer this question here. <laughs> You know, you ever heard of these guys? They're they're pretty good. They've been pretty good for me for quite a few years. I've uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of speculation. All these people in the league have been saying that my team is not that good. I don't know if I agree with them. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I guess I'll just tell you straight up: these guys. They're pretty good. I, I have no worries whatsoever. Um, you know, I'm always scared, but it, it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. My team is still great. <laughs> you ever heard of James Robinson? <laughs> that guy's really good. Yes. Wow, John. Thank you for joining. You, uh, I can't believe John, you asked yourself John nailed that. that. John, you, you did a great job. Uh, nice yeah. answer there. I nailed that. Yeah. Nailed that answer. Well done, John. That'd be well really done. good. Really um, good at press conferences. All right, uh, the last question I have myself, so I guess I have to ask. Uh, 
Michael, your team, it, it's looking really nice. Um, in your best opinion, what would be the most beneficial move for your team that you would make at this point right now? Well, if I had to, th- if I had to think about it real quick, um, I think it's trading CEH uh, to John, actually. Um, I do think John needs a running back like CEH on his team. I don't know. I, I see some players on John's bench, uh, i.e. Braxton Berrios, maybe, that I could see myself tossing CEH to him for, yeah, probably Braxton. You know what? That's probably not enough. Braxton's really good. I don't know if John would accept that. So I'd probably toss in uh, first rounder for the next four years or so. So, Wow. I, I'm surprised I decided to go with that for my move, but <laughs> I, I think that's the best move for me at this point. Uh, I think it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, CEA, she's done. Braxton Berrios, I need a wide receiver. So, yeah, I think I'm going to send that right now. Braxton's good. Braxton's good. I'm glad I'm glad you you sent this trade, Michael. <laughs> That's been the interviews with everybody on the on the show. I think that went really well. I was, you know, we saw yeah. some surprises. Um really hot takes. Charlie was one of my favorites, um but <laughs> Quinn was also one of my favorites. <laughs> Charlie was great. Charlie was, yeah, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie was so good. Charlie did a good job. Um, okay, let's preview what is going to be a fantastic week in the league this this week. Exciting. Um, first matchup I will go with is not tanking, taking on Alex. Um, I'm going to roll with Nick because I think doing anything otherwise would be foolish. So I'll make that quick. Same here, baby. Yeah, rolling with the Nick. Um, we'll see if <laughs> Nick Foles coming in does anything for Alex. Uh, maybe Josh Kelly bounces back, but Melvin Gordon against the Jets, I have a bold prediction. The Jets will spike the ball on every offensive play and refuse to play for Adam Gase. <laughs> they will hand it off to Melvin Gordon, and it will be like the Pro Bowl. They will not want to tackle him at all. They'll just let him go into the end zone. So Melvin Gordon, he's going to score 80 this week. Big week for Melvin Gordon. And Nick will score 85 points total. So he'll win. Wow. Yeah, 85 to 80. In all seriousness, if I had a player playing this Thursday night, I would probably just quit the league because I don't want to have to watch that game this Thursday. I don't want to have to. I don't want to be forced anywhere near it, please. Yeah, it would be actually (laughs) abysmal to have to do that. Um (laughs) Next game, I'm going to go with the Burrow Boys and Charlie Sears. I think this will be an interesting game. I think it kind of depends on who Tom decides to play. Um, Both running backs for Cleveland did well against um, Washington last week, and Mark Ingram plays Washington this week. Um, Sounds like Chris Godwin will be out, so it's kind of depending on who Charlie's going to have to put in. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Tom here. Um, Not a a very pretty game, but he'll, he'll pull it off. Nice. Um, and with this game, I'm actually introducing something new, League History, which I think is a, a fantastic, fun thing when you um, are getting deeper into a league here. I didn't do it for the last game because uh, this is Nick's first year in the league, so yeah. he doesn't have history playing Alex. Um, I could have done like a Dante versus Alex, but this is Nick's team, not a Dante's team, so I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom versus Charlie. Charlie's obviously only been in the year in the league for one year. And he is 2-0 against Tom. Obviously, that one year was the year Tom was tanking. But his 
week four victory last year might be one of the big reasons why Tom decided to start tanking. Um, because <laughs> this is back when Tom had Joe Mixon. Tom lost 97.9 to 96.72. A very close match in which on Monday night football against the Steelers, Joe Mixon only needed 10 points to win him this game and scored nine. Um, and Tom was very upset. Obviously, the next time they played, I believe Tom set a record for the lowest scoring week ever when he scored 37.26 points to Charlie's oh, no. 63.96. Jesus. Charlie's win brought him into the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. And uh, he dominated the next three weeks and won the entire league. <laughs> because he scored 60 points and almost <laughs> lost to a team that scored 30. <laughs> that was the difference so between... Chris winning a championship. No. Yeah, yeah, I think it would have been Chris. Chris winning yeah, a championship so. or literally anybody else. Yep. Wow. So there is Sorry, some history Chris. behind this matchup. Sorry, Chris. There is, there is some history behind this matchup, and I'm glad we fixed the tanking rules this year. So glad. Um, and Tom isn't taking this time around. Uh, so much like you, I think I'm going to go Tom here. Both teams are a little bit banged up, but Charlie's is a little w- more worse for wear, I think. Uh, Tom at least has some good replacements um, if Thomas sits out another week and if Chark's out another week and all this stuff. So I'm going Tom, whether or not Thomas and all those people play. Sounds good. Um, let's roll with... Uh, and- where we get into the better games this week, because unfortunately, Alex and Charlie not going to be good games. Um, <laughs> shaky's chin, looking for his first win. When you said Grant's team is shaky, I got a little laugh out of it. I'm glad that I, <laughs> I, I just remembered, because if I would have forgot, I would have been upset. Um, versus Quinn, uh, I'm going to roll with Quinn in a bounce back here. I think he's going to. I hope he gets Monster back, but either way, I think. The Ravens will kind of be on a tear. That'll help Hollywood. And, uh, yeah, I think Dallas's defense is awful, which is good for Jarvis Landry. I'm going to roll with Quinn in a bounce back here. And if if Carson plays this week, I, I definitely think Quinn's going to take this one with um, CX against Miami. Miami obviously just shut down Gardner Minshew, but um, I don't think they're going to be able to shut down Mr. Russell Wilson. Um, it could be a very close one, though. You have... Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron brothers facing the Atlanta Falcons. You got a nice juicy matchup there. That's true. Um, if it, but if anything's going to hurt Grant here, it's um, hopefully not starting to kill Harry and Julian Edelman again. So, um, Yeah, I think it's we'll Devontae it. Parker time in those in at least one yeah. of those spots. Yep. Um, so, yeah, this I think this will be a close one. And Quinn, I, if he had Monster back, I would go with him. But it's going to be it's going to be close. I think I'll go Quinn still. Okay. Um, to pull this one out, but it, it, a loss here would stink for Quinn. This is a matchup he should win if he is number five. Um, but injuries might prevent that. John, I will let you go and pick the next okay. one because obviously our last one will be game of the week. So I'll let you choose which one's the game of the week. Okay. This is based off of, I think, based off of league history. I'm purely going to go with me and Anthony for the league of the week. For Ooh. for game of the week. All right, we're gonna have because, two games of the week. I think once I go over league history, you'll understand. But we got yeah, I know. We, we got some history here between Chris and Michael. Is it entertaining? 
I mean, if you hate Michael, I guess it's kind of entertaining. <laughs> um, Chris leads the series 2-0. They both have only played each other once in these past two years, both in week five, so maybe that's a good sign for Michael. Uh, the first year, Chris won 145-95. to 95. Um, And I wrote down on Johnson, um, Michael's on Johnson, cannot keep up with a 23-point game from Chris's star, TJ Yeldon. Um, <laughs> it's just, just, it's crazy to look back at 2018 and realize these people were playable, um, I guess. Again, um, Then last year, uh, Chris won by a whopping 102 points, 175 to 73. Christian McCaffrey with 48, Amari Cooper with 36, and Chris Carson with nearly half of Michael's points. Um, so... Yeah, my, the rest of Michael's team did not want to play with Chris Carson that week. Uh, but this week, I hope we have a different story because it, or this 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 year, it looks different. Michael's got his best roster he's putting on, on the field yet, and Chris has some injuries. So um, I guess I'll pick first. I'm going Michael. I think I think if they if Chris play if they play with uh, McCaffrey not hurt, I think I, I think I might go Chris, but McCaffrey is hurt. So I'm going to go Michael here. Um, and it all, it depends on some things, obviously. But if Devontae Adams is back um, uh, with Mike Evans playing and Chris Godwin out, like, I just think this is Michael's week. Um, I'm absolutely going him to win, uh, win his first game in this, this series that has been so dominated by Chris so far. Okay. This is, um, obviously I'm playing, I'm very biased. Chris is, <laughs> if not the biggest, then one of my top two rivals in this league outside of you. Um, you know, he, he was an original member. Uh, I pulled him into this league and he's been better in, than me in every year that I, we've been in this league and I'm the one who got him in. So I've regretted, no, I'm just kidding. I've loved having Chris <laughs> in this league. He's one of my best friends. Um, I obviously know him better than anybody else in the league. And he, he, as much as I make fun of him on this podcast, he is one of the best people I know. And it has been great having him in this league because it's brought us closer as friends. That being said, (laughs) this week is where I finally take him down. I've been waiting. George Kittle, I'm praying you're going to be back. Devontae Adams, he rested last week because he knew what we had this week. (laughs) He knew that Kasiki's guys were going to have to step up and take down the Cleveland Steamers. And this is the week we do it. I think our matchups are fine. I think we're... We're going to take him down. I think this is weak. I'm going to be at full force. If I'm at full force, he can't stop me. No Christian McCaffrey. I'm rolling with my team to win win this week. Yeah, and it could be a stomp, honestly. If Chris has a similar performance he had last week. It I'm could not be going your, that far. It could be your turn to stomp. No, I'm could not be your going that far. I'm not going that far. Okay, okay. Um, game of the week. Game of the week. Me versus Anthony. I say this because I think this is literally... As far as history goes, the best historical rivalry we have in this league, because I think two of these matchups might be like two of the greatest games in Rice Dynasty history, Um, specifically 2018. Week one, first week of the entire thing, Rice Dynasty, first week, um, 
two highest scorers per John and Anthony really like to be the two highest scorers when they face off me and Anthony. Um, uh, I am down 133-119 going into Monday Night Football. The last Monday Night Football game I have Cup. Cup scores 15. I win 134.56 to 133.84, less than a point. Mm-hmm. And so, so begins Anthony's complaining, of course, about um, how unlucky he is, how he's always facing the top scorers, which he always is, of course, until the next year when I absolutely did. Um, and in that game, <laughs> the quarterbacks were I had Case Keenum and Anthony had Jimmy Garoppolo. Big matchup. Jimmy Garoppolo scored five. Case Keenum scored 24. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Case Keenum, way better, clearly. Clearly. Um, what was the final of that and then, game? Um, of our game, yeah. 134.56 to 133.84. Oh, that was that same game. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. And then the next game, which was nine weeks later, is still a game I think about all the time because I think it's one of my favorite fantasy games, even though I lost that I have ever been a part of. Yeah, probably the best fantasy um, game in the league history. Yeah, like, just insane. Um, obviously, two highest scores, once again, why not? And these are these two scores still hold records in the top ten, um, somehow they're very close scores. Somehow they have been separated. Adante somehow squeezed in between our two scores. Anthony holds number four and I hold number six and Adante holds number five. Um, but going into Sunday night football, I am down 177.76 to 59.7 going into Sunday night football. I have four players left. Ertz scores 33.5. Wentz scores 27.5. Zeke scores 34.6. And all of a sudden, it's kind of a game here. Mm -hmm. I'm down 177.76 to 155.3 going into Monday Night Football with Odell Beckham Jr. left. Oh, boy. Your favorite guy. And Odell Beckham Jr. My God. He scores 21.5 points. But, Michael, was that enough? Wait, why did he only score 21.5? I thought he... Didn't he have a few other opportunities in that game? Yeah. Uh, Well... He was targeted 11 times, Michael, and he only caught four of those targets. Ooh, what happened on the other ones? He kind of dropped the passes. No! (laughs) Um, And as you know, we are a half PPR league. That's a a big half a point right there when you get the reception, and then you're going to get some yards alongside that. That's that's some more points there. The final score. But John, how how close could it have been? I mean, I'm sure you would have lost anyway, right? Right? (laughs) 177.76 to 176.6. difference. So three catches, no yards even. Basically, that basically means that he you needed one catch. Yep, because, yep, he just need one catch. Just oh, one more no. catch. He, if he went five for 11 on receptions, I would have won instead of four. Like, that's nuts. Um, but such good game. I can't, I can't imagine being Anthony and be like, I just dropped like one of the best at the time. Those, that was the highest score. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the best score ever in Rice Dynasty. I just dropped the best record-setting week here and sitting there being like, he's going to beat me. Like, what the fuck? I was literally up by such an insane amount of points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did not come out in the end. Then we played one more time that year, actually. That one was not as good. We played in the semifinals. Anthony won 97.5 to 78.8 from, 8-8 from me. An absolutely disgusting um, playoff game. Apparently my, my bench did very well. 
So I just made the wrong starts. James Winston was my starting quarterback and had four points. So bad choice by me. That could that honestly could have just made the difference right there. I if I I was down twenty. If I would have started like a quarterback that scored twenty four, I would have won the game. So right. Um, and then last year, um, another another week where there's a record set. Uh, week five last year, I I beat Anthony two hundred four point three four. Still the highest scoring game ever in Rice Dynasty. Anthony's one thirty eight. That wasn't the second highest, but it was still the fourth highest score in the league for Anthony that week. Um, and that was, of course, the week uh, I was hanging out with my friend Brock, and we both last second decided let's start Will Fuller this week to have fun, so we could both root for a player together. And Will Fuller scores forty seven points. Um, so <laughs> I still still have the record because of a last second decision which is nice. And then a very close one in the semifinals last year as well. It seems like we always play in the semifinals uh, where I ended up winning by three-ish, 111.82 to 108.2. And Anthony was, Anthony needed just a little bit more from Kamara on Monday night. He only got 12 points. If he would have gotten about four more, he would have won that. So, yeah, it's been a hell of a league history. My God. Are you you good? Um, Good. Oh. Got that all out of your system. Yeah, it, it's nice to walk down that road. Um, <laughs> all right, I guess I'll uh, say a few things now. Uh, Anthony <laughs> and John are in a very nice matchup. I think Anthony is currently favored by eight points. I'll let John catch his breath while I talk about the matchup. Kamara against Detroit. I think Detroit is looking for another win, coming off a nice win against Arizona on the road. So I think this will actually be a tighter game than a lot of people think. Saints playing on a you know slightly shorter week. I think Sunday night football takes more out of teams than you think it does. Um, so that's a nice advantage for him against Detroit. That'll be a high-scoring game. Gallup against Cleveland. Um, Cleveland's been competitive enough. Um, Robinson against Indy is interesting. Indy has had a nice pass defense this year so far. Not that they've played the best opponents, but so far, a really good pass defense. Um, and then James Robinson and Joe Mixon. Um, it doesn't look like you have Joe Mixon in at the moment. Are you benching Joe yeah, Mixon? I don't know yet. All right. <laughs> I think that would be a mistake because Jacksonville. But, you know, I'm going to roll with John here in a tight game. Um, very tight game. Uh, it's hard to do. I like Josh Allen's matchup against Vegas better than I like Patrick Mahomes against New England. So Josh Allen carries John to a victory with 40 points in a 163-162 to game. No touchdowns to Stefan Diggs this week, Josh. I'm calling it here. I'm, I'm calling you up. I'm saying no touchdowns to, to Diggs, all right? Don't give it to him. Um, yeah, I still decided. I still haven't decided on Mixon because I don't know. It it is it's a good matchup, obviously, but it's early season Mixon still. I don't. I feel like I just need to bench bench him until something good happens. But it is a good matchup. Um, but I, I'm lucky enough to be confident with players below him that I would be even considering to bench him. So uh, I'm just looking at that right now <laughs> as a positive, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like a. I like a lot of my matchups. That's the main reason I'm also going to take. Anthony's got some nice matchups too. I don't like Mahomes against New England, but I do like Kamara against Detroit a lot. Um, but I really like 
Cook against Houston and Robinson against Cincinnati and Allen uh, against Las Vegas. So, um, yeah, looking looking forward to this week, Anthony. Good luck, but I do think I'm going to win. Wow, what a packed episode. We Ooh. we had everybody on the show. We talked about everybody's <laughs> teams like at least twice. So uh, incredible. Um, it was great to hear from everybody. I want to thank everybody for being on. We might bring this segment back in a few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. But incredible. This is going to be a big week. Uh, I'm really excited. Same. Wow. Well, thanks, everybody. Good luck this <laughs> week, except for you, Chris. Because once again... Yeah. You are going to...